0: all right welcome everybody to comedic coping my name is lebron and uh i just wanted to start this podcast to kind of get out there and and share some of my experiences because let's face it life can really suck sometimes but that's okay because it's it's not what you go through it's how you get through it um so like the cutesy little art says you gotta laugh if you want to live or something like that. I came up with it. I can't even remember. But, you know, to really live, you got to laugh. That's the, that's the whole point of this. And, you know, whether you're listening to me on the, on the way home, on the way to work, in the gym, at school, uh, maybe while you're trying to ignore your kids. I'm just kidding. Don't do that. But maybe while the kids are napping and you kind of want to get your mind off of the normal grind. Uh, hopefully this can provide you with some laughs some insight. Um, and I, and I want the audience to be a part of it too. So if there's anything that you want to talk about anything, you want to kind of get my, my weird views on life. in, uh, feel free to email me. It's comedic coping at gmail.com. Um, probably take a little while for that to get going. So don't, don't hold your breath. I don't want anybody passing out, but hopefully soon we can, we can get some listeners in there to, to give us something to talk about other than myself. Um, but this isn't just going to be about me. This is going to be about life in general. And uh, I also have some friends that are going to be joining me throughout the way. Um, maybe I can twist my wife's arm enough or get some of my kids on here. I know my my oldest daughter is extremely excited about this podcast. Uh, I think in the two days that I've decided to start this and gather all my equipment and software and hardware and malware and silverware, I mean, any kind of where you could think of, I was trying to get going for this. Um, but anyway, my oldest daughter, I think she's probably told about 117 people about this podcast and it hasn't even started uh, compared to the the two that I told. And uh, <clears throat> I'm, I'm not using a camera, um, but my daughter is. Uh, she's actually here in the studio with me and I'm sure this will be on the Tic Tac anytime soon. Don't worry, I know that it's TikTok, but for me the videos are small and they're not really refreshing. Hence TikTok. thats what I call it. Uh, that's the first dad joke for you. I think I got a little bit of a chuckle. The studio audience is not really lively. Um, so yeah, so we're just going to talk about everything. We're going to talk about movies. We're going to talk about music. We're going to talk about marriage. Uh, and we're going to talk about serious subjects too. We're gonna we're going to talk about suicide. We're going to talk about depression. We're gonna talk about sex or if you're listening to this and you're married, lack thereof. Um, so really it's just going to kind of be about everything. And like I said, I want, I want you guys to be a part of the show too. Um, send me, send me what you're going through. Comediccoping at gmail.com. Maybe we can kind of laugh it off together. Maybe find a solution. Maybe just get you 30 to 60 minutes of relief as you listen to this and go, you know what? It's not that bad. Um, so anyway, let me introduce myself. My name is LeBron. Uh, I am married. I have four beautiful children. Um, I've done some acting, some stand-up comedy, some improv work. Uh, don't ask me if you've seen me in anything because you probably haven't unless you're local to the DFW area or you went to Florida State University. Shout out to the Seminoles. Uh, but uh, you know, it looks like we've got our, our first guest walking in right now uh this this young man is just been a light in my life um i personally wouldn't trust anything he said but we're gonna we're gonna give him a chance i i met him i went in for a daddy daughter spa day i believe is the correct terminology for that and uh as we're getting our manis and patties um I met Esteban and he works at the salon and he does people's hair and he prides himself. Remember that word pride. I'm sure it'll come back up again. Often Uh, he prides himself on making things pop, whether it's your hair or your eyes, or uh, if you find him attractive, other things, but he enjoys what he does and it really shows. And I think that that is a huge thing as someone who's, had a couple different careers in my small amount of time on Earth here. Uh, enjoying what you do is is a huge thing. It makes all the difference in the world. Um, anyway, I don't think that I can do him much justice trying to describe him to you. Um, so Esteban, why don't you come in here and introduce yourself to the people? No, don't be scared. No, there's 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 no camera. I don't want to- I, I know it's okay. Okay. All right. So here he is, Esteban my hairdresser
1: okay so I just want you to know like I'm not just your hairdresser okay like I take care of lots of people because everyone deserves to be beautiful okay and if I can take the time to have you people listen to me hi by the way I don't know if did I say hi Uh, I'm I don't I don't think you did oh my god it is so rude of me I am so sorry everybody out there on the internet we just wanted to say hi my name is Esteban and um, yes, I met Lebron when he was at the salon and he was looking kind of dull, if I could be honest. Maybe that's why he doesn't have it. Is that why you don't have a camera? Esteban, can you please just get to the interview? Okay. Okay. Hold your horses. Okay. Listen, I try with him. Okay. I try. I, I color his hair. He chose like this, uh, whip cherry, but it's more like a dark cherry. Like it's, it's kind of like, it's, it doesn't really pop. It's just kind of like dark. And uh, he said he wanted to be like Christian Bale in Batman, but oh my God, can we talk about Christian Bale for a moment because him and Ryan Reynolds, oh, and who's the guy from the, the, the movie, the killer in the first one with the ghost the that faced? Are you talking about Matthew Lillard? I know no Matthew Lillard. He's funny, but he's not cute. Do you know what I'm saying? I mean, he's cute, but he's not like, oh my God. So you're talking about the other guy. You're talking about Skeet Oreck. Yes. Oh. My, I can't even talk about him because my boyfriend's in the other room, and he's a super jealous guy. Like, every time those guys come on the TV screen, if he could punch the TV, he would because he's so jealous, okay? So like, yes, I know you're mouthing the words to me. He's fine with me being with you, okay? I know you don't have a camera on. You're not as pretty as me, okay? So anyway, LeBron came into the salon, and I did his hair, and I did his daughter's hair. Now, his hair is okay. You can't see it because there's no camera, but it's okay. But his daughter, oh my God, I did her makeup and her eyes go pop. And then I do her hair and her hair go pop. And then my favorite part, I made daddy take out the wallet and his wallet went pop. And it was so fantastic. Let me tell you, like, she's only a sophomore, but she already not have a date to the senior prom because she looks so good. Do you know what I'm saying? Esteban, I think,
0: I think that's enough. We don't. Need to hear about that. You can't talk about my daughter that
1: way. Okay, listen. It's not like I'm trying to flirt with her. I'm taking. Hello. I love Jose. Jose loves me. That's other story. I'm just saying, your daughter pretty. Is you are as pretty as your daughter. Maybe you could come to the club with us sometime. All right, Esteban. I think that's gonna do it for us today. But uh, are you willing to come back? Yes. I don't know how I feel about having this big thing in my face. It's called a microphone. Everybody uses them I promise. Okay, whatever you say. But okay, Jess, I come back for you and I come back to help your viewers and I'll give them tips on how to style your hair, how to do your makeup, uh, how to just be a pleasant person. Okay, so you go and everybody be prideful, Jess, because we love the pride. Oh my God, the rainbow pride. Esteban, wrap it up. Okay, listen, I'm sorry. Okay, uh, Podcast World, internet. I don't, I don't even know what to call you. This is also new to me, and there's not a lot of stuff that I haven't done. Trust me, okay? So, um, just, uh, do you listen to LeBron? He's actually pretty funny, and uh, I'll come back and join him another time. Okay, bye-bye. So,
0: as you can see, that was the uh, very colorful Esteban. He will be joining me from time to time. Uh, he's going to try to give you tips. Um, so, you know, if you're sending me your ideas, feel free to send your picture i'll have esteban look it over and get back to you directly uh i make no promises and i apologize in advance um so yeah got a lot of friends that are going to be joining me um you know it's it's going to be great esteban he he tries his hardest whenever we're in the chair and he's making me uh what was that is that pop Oh, uh, whenever he tries to make me pop, I'm sorry. Um, He does try to give me counseling lessons. um, But I tell him, you know, that's not, that's not what I'm paying you for. One, uh, because I don't really like his advice. And two, because I have my own therapist. Um, It's a great guy. He's a little hard to understand sometimes. um, But his name is Dr. Flugenheim. And uh, he's actually here in the studio with me. I tried to bring all these guys with me. Um, He calls himself a doctor. He actually has no medical training, no medical degree. So, you know, take his advice for what it's worth and uh, maybe have a shot of penicillin ready too. Doctor, you want to come on in?
1: <clears throat> I think I see that the problem is here. See, you have a lot on your mind, but you don't have Anybody to talk to. Hey, Dr.
0: Flugenheim, you know I'm married, right?
1: Yes, but how long have you been married? Can we dive into that really quickly?
0: Uh yeah, we've been uh been together for about eight years now, married for uh, let's see. Dusamas.
1: Yes. Uh married for six years. See like i told you you don't have anyone to talk to so now you're going to put yourself out on the internet and hope that strangers will listen to you this is a crazy idea but it is just so crazy it just might work oh okay
0: i'm i'm not and now he's walking away (sighs) well that's what i get for not installing a couch in my studio apparently i've i've run out of time credits with him um Gosh, I, I don't know how I meet the people I meet, but we are going to have some other fun characters on the show for you as well. I got a couple of buddies of mine who would love to come up and, and talk about their love of war stuff and military stuff. I'm not sure how they describe it and, and video games. And like I said, we're going to talk about movies and songs and just we're just going to pass the time together. Even if I can't hear you, I feel you. That sounds like almost every emo song I listened to in high school. If I can't hear you, I can feel you. Yeah, no, we're not going to do the singing stuff. We can talk about songs, but uh, I sound about as good as a drowning cat. For those listening at home, I have never tried. I just assume that's what they sound like, okay? Ah. so let's see, what else are we going to talk about today in this first episode? Um, let me give you a little rundown of kind of, of how this, this whole thing came to be. Um, so I've had several careers uh, throughout my life. Uh, probably the the biggest start that I had was in the service industry. Uh, waited tables, bartend, manage restaurants. If you are listening and you have not worked in the service industry, please, 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 please please go get a serving job part-time just for two weeks because they are some of the most underrated people that you will ever meet. I'm not sure how it is in every state. I know that here in Texas uh, we created a club. It's called the Two Thirteen club because most servers make $2 and 13 cents an hour. So when they say they're working for tips, they're working for tips because the restaurant is not paying them anything more than what is necessary to basically cover their taxes. It is a very demanding job, but it is oh so fun. Uh, I do believe I listed this as a clean podcast, so I can't really dive too much into what happens behind the scenes, but if you are curious, there's a great film called waiting, which just so happens to star Ryan Reynolds. I'm trying to wait for the studio to dry up because I just said the name that makes every girl weak in the knees. Okay, let's be honest, I'm a little weak in the knees too. Ryan Reynolds, oh my god. Um, And anyway, serving. Everyone should be in some sort of customer service. And I don't mean over the phone because over the phone, you've got to put on that customer service voice and you've got to sound happy every time you talk to somebody and it just makes me sick. I'm talking about where you have to be face to face to people where not only do you have to sound the part, you have to look the part. And let me tell you, with the introduction of Karens, that is a very difficult thing to do in this world. Uh, After serving and managing restaurants, I kind of got into the home mortgage industry, which was actually pretty eye-opening. It was pretty good. It It was an office job, and I was stuck in a cubicle, and that wasn't great, but I learned a lot, and I did get to meet a lot of interesting people, which was super fun. Uh, I kind of made a a late life career change um, several years ago, and worked my way through fire academy and paramedic school here in Texas to become a firefighter. It was scary. Uh, again, I think that's a an underrated job. People don't seem to realize everything that goes into it. Um, and it's not everybody out there. Some of you guys know what they do. They put their lives on the line. There's no doubt about that. <coughs> but the day-to-day, from what I've heard, there's a lot of people that are under the assumption that what firefighters do is they sit in the station playing video games, eating potato chips on their recliners until the tones go off. For those who don't know, tones is the alarms, the, the bells, the chimes, the call, whatever you want to say. Whenever the tones are dropped, that's when we get out of the recliner. And that's that's not the case. Every day it's either you're learning something new or you're training on something or you're training on how to learn. There's always something going on. There's really not many dull moments. It is a constant process and having to work, you know, more than eight to 12 hours uh, definitely puts a strain on you, puts a strain on your family. Um, You know, it's something that your family can admire, but let's be honest, anybody listening, firefighter, firefighter, wife, someone who's not there. Think about if your spouse went to work every day and you had to worry about whether or not they were coming home. So the stress is not just on the firefighter themselves. And I say firefighter themselves because I've met a ton of female firefighters and I guarantee you their husbands are at home worried about them too. So I did the firefighting thing for a little while um, and I got COVID. And we're going to have other episodes where we kind of dive more into COVID. Now, I didn't have the OG COVID. I didn't have the, put you in the hospital, put a tube down your throat COVID. I had the second round, which was a little more forgiving when you had it, and a lot less forgiving once you did have it. <clears throat> so I was never hospitalized. I didn't have to have the tube down my throat. I was very sick for about two weeks. Luckily I had some friends who let me stay in a trailer so I didn't infect my family. <clears throat> but it took, it took a toll. On me. Um, I've got reduced lung function. I have cardiac issues. Um, I've got memory issues. Uh, There are times where I feel like Dory and I have short-term memory loss. Um, So if if I forget something and I say it again on the podcast, please forgive me. Um, Just pretend like you rewound because it was so interesting you wanted to hear it again. So sometimes I have points where I can't remember. So if I happen to say things twice, just pretend like you rewound because you found it so funny. You wanted to listen to it again. See what I did there. Perfect. Uh, So anyway, the the COVID effectively ended my fire career and I had an opportunity to to stay at home for a little bit. Um, It definitely changed the relationships that I had with all my kids for the better. I got to spend a lot more time with them and you know, now I get to do the daddy daycare when they're not at school, and I get to do the the drop offs and the pickups, and <clears throat> it's been it's been very nice um, getting to getting to actually be here to see them grow, and getting them to be able to see me more, and and kind of foster those relationships. So, if you're a parent out there, I've got kids, you know, five to fifteen. And I will tell you right now, you've heard it a thousand times before, but you're going to, you're going to blink and your kids are going to be grown. My, my first daughter, I really do feel like it was just yesterday that she was born and I never thought I could love anything as much as that. And then I had three more and you know, it's, it's about the same. Let's face it. We love our kids all the same. We don't like them all the same, but every day is different. But I feel like just yesterday, I was taking her home in her car seat, and now we're at the point where she is driving and I am in the seat of the car next to her. Uh, you know, so try to try to take time to enjoy your kids. Um, so the first, uh, I guess, really the first coping that we're gonna talk about is is the kids, um, because we know that it's hard. They're never they're never happy. You could give them the world, and they're gonna want the world and the moon. You could give them the world and the moon, and they're gonna want the sun. You could tell them the sun is going to burn them, and they're going to want it even more. Um, but that's when you really kind of have to take a breath and look at them and realize that they are just not fully understanding what you're trying to say. They're not fully appreciative, and that's not a crack on them. That's something they're gonna learn as they get more mature. Um, but you're never, you're never going to make them happy. <clears throat> I do most of the cooking in my household. And, and I think for dinner, I cook at least two to three meals a day. And I don't mean like breakfast and lunch or lunch or dinner. I mean, like when I cook dinner, I'm cooking two to three meals because I'm trying to appease everybody. Um, and I think one of the funniest things, and it's, it's one of those things that you kind of say, and you don't really think about what you're saying, or you don't really think about the audience that you have as it may be, and uh, my daughter wanted eggs, and so I asked her, you know, do you want them scrambled or fried, and after about 30 seconds of a very confused look on her face, I said, okay, do you want them scrambled up, do you want them all yellow, or do you want the white with the yellow juice, a fried egg, right, and she tells me, so I make her a fried egg, and she says, no, no, I want them scrambled. So I scramble up some eggs and I give them to her. My daughter's five and uh, she comes up to me and she doesn't like the eggs. Well, why don't you like the eggs? They're not hot enough. Okay, so heat them up a little bit, give them back to her. Well, daddy, I can't eat my eggs. Well, why can't you eat your eggs, baby? I don't have a drink. I give her a drink, sit her down at the table. This has been going on for about 30 minutes, by the way. And uh, she comes back to me, and she goes, daddy, I can't eat. And I said, why can't you eat, baby? And she says, my nose hurts. And without thinking, without missing a beat, I look at her and I go, well, it's a good thing you don't eat with your nose. Now get back in there and eat your food. Now mind you, she's five. She doesn't understand the sarcasm. She doesn't understand any of it. She just looks up at me with those baby blue eyes and that sad little puppy dog face. And she says, "Okay, Daddy, which was super sweet. And that's probably where the story should end um however my my 15 year old was in earshot of this and she was just laughing like crazy and uh i think i may have recorded her laugh so hopefully i can i can throw that in here because it was it was one of the most hilarious things that i had ever <laughs> I i mean so there's just little moments like that um <clears throat> i will say the good news is is that when they grow up and they do understand you are able to have a more meaningful relationship with them but don't rush to get to that enjoy the tears enjoy the vomit i know it's hard and i can't even stand the smell it makes me want oh god um you know enjoy enjoy that time don't rush it to get to the point like where me and my 15 year old are we can actually have conversations about politics which is not something I plan on discussing in this because it's way too divisive and there's too many opinions. So politics and religion are going to be off limits for me. Uh, but me and my daughter can actually sit down and we can talk about politics and and we can joke and I can tell her stories about my past that finally she'll understand now and I can give her warnings for her future. And, you know, with with such the age gap... She gets to kind of see what I'm going through and, and I feel bad cause she sometimes gets frustrated at the younger ones. And I know she's feeding off me, which is why, again, you want to enjoy the time you have with the little ones. Cause as they get older, if you have more little ones, your older ones are going to feed off of you. But going back to my oldest daughter, we're not, I wouldn't say friends yet because I'm, I'm not done raising her, but she is super cool. And I love spending time with her. And the crazy part is, and don't tell her friends this, she would actually prefer to stay in on a Friday night and hang out with dad. And if you were lucky enough to have an older kid, especially a teenager who wants to spend time with you, take it and run with it. Because I know I'm, I'm not counting down the days in a good way, but I'm dreading the countdown of days. Because, uh, you know, 18's eighteen's right around the corner. Maybe it's college, maybe it's a trade school, maybe it's an apartment, maybe it's freeloading on someone's couch. I don't know. I don't know what the future holds for her, but I know that in about three or four years she's not gonna be there. So that's part of the reason I wanna bring her into this too. So you'll hear from her later on. Um, You know, and then my older kids, like I said, I had five to 15. I've got a a son who is, excuse me, I've got a son who's 11, uh, another daughter who's six, and then my five-year-old. And we're going to bring them all in here so they can give you the goods, bads, the uglies of, of me as a parent and and kind of the situations we go through at home, because I guarantee you that you're going through some of these or you will go through some of these and maybe you can learn a little bit, you know, maybe even if I'm teaching you by non-example, you can be like, man, I listened to that podcast with that LeBron guy and this is what he said to his kid. I'm never going to say that. Or on the flip side, you could say like something like that to your child and, uh, You'd be like, "Oh man, he was right," but just know that, especially when they get older, they they can become smart asses and they're going to give it right back to you. Um, you know, I'm doting a lot or, I'm doting a lot on my oldest daughter because um, she's part of the studio audience, so I want to make her feel good and I want to make her smile. And currently, she's feeling pretty good because Esteban's doing her hair, so that's working out fabulously. But I'll never forget she was about nine or ten, and uh, I was being my usual sarcastic self with her. Cause right around nine or 10, um, they don't teach you this. You're not going to read this in a book anywhere. Nine or 10 is, uh, when most girls become teenagers, teenage, uh, clean podcast, we'll say teenage witches, uh, like straight from Salem, hocus pocus, toil, toil, boil, trouble. I don't know the saying, I'm not a witch. Uh, but nine or 10, we're, we're playing, And I'm playing with the two younger ones, and we're trying to get her involved, and and she's moody. She doesn't want anything to do with me. I'm dad. I'm not cool. Go away. Leave me alone. I want to listen to my music. And uh, so sarcastically, I just go, you know what? I'm going to go hang out with your younger sisters because they love their dad. And what I get back in return is... That's fine. They're not my age. When they get to be my age, they're not going to like you either. And these are the wonderful things that you have to look forward to when you're dealing with your kids. Now, I can't can't say that I was any better. Um, I think for me, though, my comedic timing wasn't so much a stressor for my mom or like, I can't believe he just said that. I think it was my saving grace because uh, my mom had an appreciation for comedy and, and it would sometimes get me out of trouble, which was nice. Um, the best story I have is is I'd come home late and uh, she was asking me where I'd been and I was like, Oh, I was out with friends. I'm 16 at the time. I was like, Oh, we just, we just went out driving and we lost track of time. And she's like, you're lying to me. And I go, I'm, I'm not lying to you. Um, she goes, I wasn't born yesterday. And uh, go ahead and throw the cursory alert on this one because this story is not PG. Uh, but she looks me square in the eye and she goes, I know you're lying to me. Does it look like I have asshole written across my forehead? And for whatever reason, the bravery took hold of me. I uh, I moved her bangs out of the way and I said, no, mom, you must have taken a shower. Now, Most parents, (laughs) that would be a slap across the face. That would be grounded forever. Uh, Nowadays, I guess the punishment would be on taking your cell phone because God forbid these teenagers stay off their phones. Uh, But no, my mom looks me square in the eye after making that wonderful comment that, of course, you should, kids, if you're listening, never say to your parent. She looks at me and she says, you need to get out of my room right now because I can't ground you while I'm laughing. So, I apparently have instilled that in my oldest daughter because she is quite sarcastic and quick witted like myself. And she's teaching the younger ones to do that too. My son is pretty good about it. Um he's kind of trying to to find the line as he goes into his adolescence. And then my younger daughters, they think it's cute just to just to say whatever they can to get back at you. Um, you know, because I say silly things all the time, like you can't talk to me like that. You're a strawberry. And they're like, well, you're a dingleberry. And then they fall on the floor laughing. So kids are amazing. I know I've, I've rambled on for a little bit. If you have kids, you understand if you don't have kids to just skip on to the next episode, this, this one's not going to be for you, but if you've made it this far, that's fantastic. Um, we're coming up on the 30 minute mark here, which is kind of where I wanted wanted to leave it. Um, <clears throat> but we'll continue just a little bit more. I think, I think this is going to be something that can be fun. I think this is going to be good. Um, this, I think if it works out the way I want it to, this can be our group therapy. Okay. But here's, here's the difference. One, you don't have to make the awkward intro Two, you don't have to listen to the psychiatrist. Dr. Flugenheim may come in and out, but again, he's not actually licensed. So don't worry about it. He's not judging you. Um, But we'll get to go through these things together. And whether you're going through it, whether you have been through it, whether you're past it, whether you know someone going through it, this is just a place to to just sit back, talk about it, laugh about it, get through it. These are gonna be some rambling podcasts. These are gonna be some funny podcasts. These are gonna be some sad podcasts. These are gonna be some real podcasts. I don't know. I haven't checked the Google lately, but I'm sure there's millions of podcasts out there. I appreciate you listening to this one because we're all going through some stuff. I am too. This is my way to reach out. This is my way to get through it. This is my way to cope through comedy. So hopefully you guys enjoyed this first little bit. I promise you there's plenty more to come. There's a lot more guests. There's a lot more input. There's a lot more jokes. There's a lot more advice. Good and bad. I'll be honest with you. It ain't it ain't all gonna be winners. That's what my mom told me. Unfortunately, she only had one kid, so that kinda hurt a little bit, but it's gonna be a good time. So let's let's get through it together. Email us comedic coping at gmail.com. We'll we'll make it through anything. We can we can have a laugh with everything. Nothing Nothing's going to be off limits except for politics and religion. So this was LeBron signing off, and uh, hopefully we'll get you a new episode next week. Ta-ta for now.